Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm in a parking lot behind the Fox Theater with the members of the Lemon Twigs. I'm Brian Diderio. But what do you do in the band? Uh, we play all the instruments between the two of us in the group. At this point, people only know it's you in the band, so who's the we? Me, I'm Michael Diderio. I play uh, uh, all the instruments in the group. And, um, Except for the ones that I play. Yeah, well, we made an album called Do Hollywood, but... You did, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Before I turn on the recorder, you guys full-on hugged. <laughs> you heard it here first. Go yeah. alert the press. Yeah, yeah, we hugged. What? So what? What's so you... what? <laughs> Ask me about it. What? I think that's wonderful and beautiful. I'm just mentioning it because my opening question was going to be, what was the biggest knockdown dragout fight you guys have had over music? Um, this wasn't over music. And it doesn't matter. I guess, Okay, so now we don't have as many music-related fights because if we start to have a disagreement while we're recording something, uh, one of us just leaves, and that, you know, breaks up a lot of uh, potential fist fights. But there have been, uh, you know, there have been a number of arguments when we're you know in the heat of uh creation how did you guys make up Um, we don't make up really we just a lot of people make up and i think we're we're bigger than that (laughs) yeah we have a understanding we have a system we understand why we would have done the things that we regrettably did so we there's no there's no need to each other right there's no there's no use in like you know harping on it yeah, or like uh, he doesn't need to. We don't need. To, I don't need to like humiliate myself and say like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," because he just gets it. You know, he well, already that, knows that I'm sorry. I mean, I usually say sorry just as a courtesy. Well, yeah, we'll say sorry as a courtesy, but we, but but that's not what I mean. Okay, the important part. The important part, guys, is that you eventually. <laughs> the important part is that you eventually get to a point where you share a long, tender brotherly hugs like I just witnessed literally before I pressed record. So now that we've got that out of the way, I want to play a track by the Lemon Twigs. I'm going to play these words. So I would love one of you to introduce this track to listeners who maybe have never even heard of you guys before. This is a track, the fifth track on our record, Do Hollywood. And uh, it was one that uh, was a lot of fun to record. And here it is, these words.
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard these words by the Lemon Twigs. I have both of the brothers standing here next to me. They're whispering to each other while I say this. I had Brian talk about it beforehand. Now it's the other brother's turn. This is about these words. That song is a song that Brian wrote. We recorded the whole record at our friend Rado's house, but those the vocals we did at our house. It's a cool song. It's probably the catchiest one. This was probably one of those songs that could have been just like a very um, basic sort of uh, ballad or something. But then we but stuck this whole... Fu- uh, am I allowed to use the... I would appreciate it if you kept your language relatively tidy. Okay, the... Then... Uh, we added this jazz section that really kind of came out of, uh, I think, me and Michael playing it with me on piano and him on drums. Because I think there's like kind of a groove behind um, a lot of the song that came after I initially wrote it. So, the story behind this record is that you guys tweeted some links of your demos to a member of Foxygen. Tell me more. Uh, we tweeted him some links to songs that didn't end up on the record. Who is this him? Jonathan Rado. And uh, he uh, liked it, and it was kind of the first uh, bit of like kind of positive feedback we got from someone that wasn't you know, had no reason to like it, you know, a family member, friend. Um, so we were completely over the moon because we loved Foxygen and still do. You know. For those who don't know, describe Foxygen to somebody who's never heard of their music. Um, I guess it's just uh, good songwriting and uh, it's rock and roll music. Um, Here's a better question. Why do you guys love Foxygen so much? Because the, 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 nobody, uh, I mean, a lot of people don't care about writing good songs and uh, their songs are entertaining through and through. I don't know. I, I guess what I like about it is, uh, um, I don't know. I, we, we covered it, man. It's just, it's good songwriting. I think, I think people pay attention more to, uh, they cover up the songwriting even. They, they make it really fast or they make it like they not k- them, cake it with other, no other I mean people. I mean other people like cover it in reverb you know they, they make it they make it so uh, more so of a that's the least that's the least important thing you know but it's the it's the it's the most important thing in the background while you're talking about Foxygen I'm gonna play a Foxygen track so I'd love you to pick your favorite one and I'll play it um I'll pick um, I'll pick one of the slow ones because it won't come through that's good advice. I'll pick. Like if you do, if you do, I don't have anything. You won't even be able to hear the song. Okay. Um, Brooklyn Police Station. And why do you like Brooklyn Police Station by Foxygen? It's a great sounding track. I like the production on it. Good rock song. Really good energy. So you guys were working with Jonathan from Foxygen on the record. So tell me what magic he brought to the record. Do Hollywood. Um, just, I think it was a lot of, like, following through on our ideas, um, knowing exactly what instruments to use with what parts. Um, so maybe break it down and give me a specific example. In the song Baby Baby, there's, uh, on the demos we recorded the instruments, the synth parts with an iPad. Now I'm feeling blue. 
demos, we recorded the instruments, the synth parts with an iPad, you know. And he had a lot of different organs to, to choose from and stuff. And he just picked the right ones and he knew how to manipulate them as well, you know. We didn't have to experiment for a super long time. Yeah, good instincts. You guys both had five songs you wrote for the record. Did he work with you guys differently? No, actually, it was pretty much the same. It was just allowing the primary songwriter to lay down all the parts that they had in mind, and then the other, you know, per person would uh, lay down any additional ideas that they had. Most of the uh, recording started with just me laying down the drums, or then one of the songs, Brian laid down the drums. So it was a pretty similar process for every single song. Cool. I think that we should play another track by The Lemon Twigs. I'm going to play I Want to Prove to You. That song was written by Brian, so I'm going to let you talk about it first. This one was uh, definitely the first, if not second, song we wrote for the album. And because of how I think pop it is, there's a different bridge. The bridge has a different feeling than the rest of the song. It's more of like a musical theater type thing rather than like a 60s pop thing. So I think that set a precedent for the rest of the album to be able to explore different things in a three and a half minute pop song. I wanna prove to
Review Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard I Want to Prove to You by The Lemon Twigs. That song was written by Brian, but guess what? It's Michael's turn to talk about it. I remember when Brian wrote this song, it was a uh, joke. And uh, I think you're doing like a fake Italian thing for the chorus. It was like, uh, how does the chorus go? It was like, baby, why won't you love me? Probably something like that. Yeah, I know. It was like... Uh, Doofy, I don't know. I I remember when he wrote it, we didn't think it was going to be a real song, and then Rado was kind of telling us that we should write songs like. Uh, and Rado is Jonathan Rado from Foxgen. He was telling us we should write more songs like, uh, like the stuff that we loved the most in the world, which was. Did he say that? Yeah, he was telling us just write ten great pop songs. Yeah. A direct quote. He said just write ten great pop songs, and we were writing things that were farther out or something, and. We weren't even that good at it, so we went back to our roots, and that joke idea became one of the most successful songs on the record. We're talking today about your record, Do Hollywood. It's being called your debut record. You guys put out a record before Do Hollywood. That record was called What We Know. You guys have kind of disavowed that record in other interviews, so I'd love you guys to talk about that. Um, Well, we just didn't want it to be a debut record, you know, because... um, we didn't feel like we really had our uh, stuff together. Um, but I, I can listen to it, and I can see where my head was at at the time, and I think it's, you know, I don't hate it or anything. So um, I don't care if you play something off that, but I don't know where you're going to find it. <laughs> well, I could find it if I want, or you or your tour manager could email me the track you guys choose to play. We don't even have the files so it's true it's on youtube i feel if you bad want to play a low quality version of it i feel bad because it shouldn't be that low quality though i feel bad because people um who heard us when we first put that on Bandcamp will ask me about it and i want to send them it because they want to hear it and i don't want to uh you know take that away from them or anything but i just don't have it on my phone and we're on tour so i i don't have uh it's also perfectly fine with us anybody out there or you uh if you want to illegally download it if you can find it we don't care we're not selling it because i don't think it should be on spotify next to this album or on a album rack next to this album or something because it's just not that great so but if you want to hear it you can hear it you know I get where you're coming from, so should I play a track from that record? If you want to do it, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Yes, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I will, but I'm asking you guys what you want. Oh, um... Play it. Yeah, play it. F it. Play it. So what song should I play? Sorry. Uh, Play, um... Soothe, is that okay? No. No, no. Let's... Uh, let's play the corners. Uh, oh, cor- the corners behind. I was locked behind. It doesn't even make sense. When I was there. <laughs> That's what the song is called. Yeah. The corners I was locked behind.
shows that I can't handle myself. In the to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. We just heard a track from a record by a band called The Lemon Twigs, and this record is almost disavowed by the band. What was the track called? It was called The Corners I Was Locked Behind When I Was There. And it's funny because we disavowed it, but here we are telling you to play it. Well, we're telling you to play it because we're not ashamed of it. It's just whatever, you know. We're talking about the record Do Hollywood today. You guys wrote all the songs separately, so there's five from one brother, there's five from the other brother. You guys have said in many interviews that for the next record, you guys are going to try writing together. So, how's that been going? It's going great. We write together well, and we uh, go to each other when we, have, uh, when we get stumped, you know. We used to just be too proud to do it, but I think... It's making our songs better for sure, yeah. I think. I think that it would be awesome to hear both of you guys sing on a track, but I'd love first for you guys to talk about this humbling that has allowed you to finally write together. Uh, it would well, just, I think we just saw that the, our, the best bands in the world did that, and why we are not any better than them, you know? We're worse. <laughs> yeah. The Beach Boys, the Beatles. Bee Gees. The, the Bee Gees. Um, Give a couple more that people haven't heard you talk about. Well, I would say in a, like... The Kinks is like a, an example of someone that that didn't do he's that. He's too proud to let his brother sing on the on the songs, and then he doesn't. And he's too proud to even let him uh, write that many songs. So so uh, I don't I mean, know, but it works fine because that band is awesome. But I I would like to have seen what happened with what, what happened if if Dave Davies maybe had written wrote. more songs or whatever. Because like a song songs like are great. Strangers on uh, Lola. That record, it's got a long title, but um, that's such an amazing song, and that was written by Dave Davies, you know. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be good for us. We haven't recorded these songs yet. Um, we've only demoed them, but I'm excited about the next record a lot. Lemon Twigs, you guys are brothers. You're young. You're starting off in your career as musicians. I'd love you to talk about a musician whose career you'd like to emulate, and you can't pick Beatles or Beach Boys or any of those people who are impossibly big. Um, I think Leonard Cohen. Uh, For those who don't know, who is Leonard Cohen? Oh, I, I think people will know. But uh, Actually, he's yeah. an amazing uh, songwriter. I mean, um, he's an amazing songwriter. Yes, and he and he plays a mean nylon string guitar. Well, uh, also he wrote, you know, Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, featured on the Shrek uh, soundtrack, the uh, or whatever. But um, but he's just he has an amazing um, discography and uh, just the consistency of his um, creative output whenever whenever he decided to put out a record um, is just very inspiring and you know e- even his new his new record and he's like in his eighties or whatnot and. Uh, the fact that, you know, it's still so good is just the best. I, that's my goal. All right, so that's one brother's answer. What's Michael's answer? Um, probably Alex Chilton from Big Star. And for those who don't know, he was in the box tops, and the, which who, they did the letter, and then uh, he was in Big Star, and they did. Uh, I'll say. They did In the Street, the Cheap Trick covered, and that's the theme song to that 70s show. So you'd probably, you 
college kids. You'd probably know that. And then... Uh, so what is it about his career that you especially admire? Well, he really wasn't too successful, but I, I, I just like that he did whatever he wanted the whole his whole career. And when he got sick of doing one thing, he did something else. And even his output isn't that consistent, like Brian said about Leonard Cohen, but... It's not about that for me. I just want to be doing whatever I want to do. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. It's been a fun interview. It's the end of the show, and I let my guest pick one of their own songs to play. What song would you guys like the listeners to hear that we haven't heard already? Why, why do you want to tell me what... Yeah, why are you guys whispering? It's an interview. Because we got it because we have to decide together. Do we? Oh, we do? Well, it's one the last song, and then we should not one of us should just decide. Oh, okay, so yeah, we'll do Haramata. And why Haramata? Because to me, it's the it's a interesting one that is is uh, different to the other tracks, and I think we might extrapolate on, on that sound of our group in the future. So this song is a direction that the Lemon Twigs will probably take in the future. Yeah, yeah and I think it's 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 a good defining track. It's got a classical element to it. Guys, thank you very much for being on my show. Thank, thank you for you. having us. I knew a girl with Mark's Alex. I knew someone I couldn't forget. Though it haunted me, it shook me. Inside my